Hey everybody, it's ADHD It's me, Cheech, and Machete Here to lay it down, we're putting it down Best fucking motherfucking podcast in town Where's Katie? She's nowhere to be found It's okay, she's probably here around town That's right, ADHD it is alright, about to go in on some fucking movies You know what we do, it's about Halloween Yeah, let's get spooky Shout out to the Dodgers Mookie Bets <laughs> Yeah Well, what's up everybody? Just What is the fuck up? <laughs> Just Cheech and Chet Cheech no. and Chet no, Katie. Uh, we don't know where she's at. She can't be located at the moment. But uh, we put it out there. You know, she's gonna hop in if she can hop in. If not, we're just gonna right. fucking go without her. She's probably watching the movies right now. She's right. like, oh, only twenty more minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd maybe be cool. Maybe that's why they're just so good. She can't not you know finish them unless she's like glued to her television set right now. <sighs> it's very possible. Um, but highly unlikely. Um, we do have two movies to review, and I uh really was relying on Katie to be here because um I didn't kind of watch one of them. Whoa! You know, I was relying on the old fucking noggin memory to like. Uh, oh, okay. To, so I, I mean, I didn't like not ever ever watch it, and that is. <laughs> The Exorcist. <laughs> you can remember when the 1974 when you saw it in the theater? Well, I've seen it a few times, but it's <laughs> okay. just been a really long motherfucking time, no doubt. Um, okay. So I'm just like, I'm not really. I know, I, look, I get the broad strokes of it, and. <laughs> That's I what I thought, too. Honestly, I, I was like, man, I've seen it. I've seen parts of it. Right. But. I'm not sure I've ever actually watched the whole thing <laughs> wow. all the way through. Have you seen wow. it all the way through for sure? Yes, for sure? all the way through for sure. Okay. Like the beginning intro when they're got they're mining and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and then later on when, you know, it yeah, crazy. She gets so. crazy. <laughs> they they did a spoof movie on it. Um scary movie? I, I think no. it's called like Is it like Devil in a Blue Dress or something? And it was no. with Leslie Nielsen. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was this. I, I think <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was in a spoof, was in a like <laughs> where they basically the it was like scary movie meets it was it was an exercise, it was a, a re- repossessed. That's what it's there called. There you go, repossessed, repossessed <laughs> starring uh Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good if you ask me. Repossessed is a great name, too. Oh, Linda Blair is actually in it. Mm, yeah, wow. I, you know, I actually randomly met Linda Blair. Really? Yeah, uh, it was a gig, mm-hmm. and I had to record something, and she was doing. A, um, she ha- has a rescue up in the fucking boonies somewhere in L.A., like uh, on the outskirts of L.A., like in I want to say like Palmdale or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Santa Carita maybe but she has like a, a dog pit bull compound where she basically has a bunch of dogs everywhere mm-hmm. and we were like going to record something there and we were recorded an interview and it was just uh, kind of insane honestly was she cool was she crazy <laughs> she was eccentric she was eccentric I don't know you know I mean who's someone who's running a pit bull ring yeah, now she's not fighting him or anything, but you know she's she's out here saving the pits. You know, you're talking about Linda Blair or Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's definitely repossessed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because yeah. word on the street is that she was like a little traumatized from making of this movie. Oh. I mean, should we just talk about this movie first? Because yeah, let's go in. I mean, because we were talking about it already. Let's go. All right, The Exorcist came out in 1973. It's rated R, IMDb rating, eight point Not uh, bad. I guess what what is the uh, what's it called? Tomato meter. On tomato, yeah. Let's see. Um, the Exorcist tomato meter is not on here. Great, thank you. Wow, Rotten uh, Tomatoes, eighty three percent. 
Oh, that's pretty close. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, so I was really thinking, like, I've seen this before. I know it's a classic. I know um, it's scary. And I was like, I told Christina, because she does not like exorcism movies. But I was like, well, you got to watch it with me. Right. So I was like, let's do this. And she's like, I've seen it before. And I was like, lying. I know you've seen this. You've seen it maybe like I've seen it. You've seen parts. Or actually what she said, the same thing you said. She was like, I saw scary movie where they were making fun of it. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the same as watching it. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, so I, so we watched it and I was like, don't worry, we're going to watch it early in the morning. Right. So it's not going to creep us out that much. So we did. We On Sunday morning, we woke up and watched The Exorcist. And I have to say that this movie is not only a, a great horror movie, it is all around, uh, I think, a great movie. Wow. Like, up there with, like, I mean, I think just the time period, because The Godfather came out in 72. This came mm-hmm. out in 73. It gave me vibes of, like, you know, the way the film looks or whatever. Yeah, the graininess. And I was like, oh, this is giving me some fucking that that <laughs> Godfather quality kind of sheen to it. It mm-hmm. just seems like this is way too good for regular horror movies. <laughs> And I never appreciated it on that level because I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, the music is. I remember the music being like ding 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 ding. With the, that fucking. Yeah, they only play that song. Like I should have played that at the beginning. Fuck, <sighs> you wouldn't have had to rap. Uh, <laughs> um, they only play it one time when the mom's walking down the street. She's walking. Yeah, yeah, that scene. And then they play it at the very end of the movie over the credits. They never play it through the rest. But it of the hits movie. though when that. I remember. Oh. Like, and also, I remember the sound being um, just a little like, like you could tell they were trying, right? They were trying as far as like this, but the sound wasn't what we expect a horror movie to be. Kind of like what, let's say, sinister. You know, mm-hmm. it's sound design. And then that's kind of it's kind of funny to say, but that kind of you realize that's a big part of. Uh, of it. It doesn't have a lot of um it doesn't have a lot of um music in the movie. Most of it is just sound design like you're saying. Um sorry, uh, the 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 Dodgers just scored right now and it's the, it's the top of the ninth. All right, just full disclosure everybody, it is uh def it's game uh what is it? Game Ooh, that's hard. It really is. Yo, yo. <laughs> about to get this. <laughs> It's like that shit that fucking bring logic in and fucking Eminem. Oh. That's pretty dope. I think it's in a weird time. Great. Great theme song. It's so fucking good, but they barely put it in the fucking they movie. Which is I know. I, that, now that you mention it, I don't. You're right. The part where she's walking outside. Is the is one of the only times they play, and, I think it, but it, but it hits the only time. Yeah, it's dope. And um, this movie does take a time because it's a long ass movie, right? Yeah. It's, uh, I remember see. it taking a sweet ass time to get to the actual like like oh yeah priest and fucking extra the actual meat bulk of the of of the movie. It just took its it it really tried to develop this this mythology around this whole thing. You know, two two hours and two minutes. Yeah, I think it was like. I mean, it had to be at least like 45 minutes before she's possessed. Yeah. Because there's that long... I think I saw a longer version too because I swear it was longer <laughs> than that. But um, that's there's like a long 15, 10 minute thing maybe uh, at the beginning of showing uh, the exorcist, the, the priest that eventually does the exorcism right. in like Iraq, I think. And he's like doing a burial site and he finds like this ancient artifact of like a demon. Um. Right. That happens, and then it, they don't even mention it again for a long ass time. And then it comes back to they're in Maryland, where the mom is an actress, which is I think is another interesting thing, just like an added element to the story that she was an actress and she was filming a movie there at, oh, yeah. a, at the college there. 
um georgetown i think it was i don't know but uh so that was just an interesting thing and you see them filming a scene you see the director i remember being really confused um because i thought it was like a a time change as well it was just location change right they were they were in the fucking it's just east i know (laughs) (laughs) and then it says georgetown all of a sudden and you're just like wait wait did time just pass right now or it's just no it's just location change and i guess uh Mm-hmm. That was that makes more sense now to be honest. And you see, and you just spend a lot of time. You see her. She, you see them having a party. You see, you meet the priest to the uh, uh, Damien, who eventually will help with the thing. And you see him talking to his mom, and he sees how he uh, he tells the another priest, he's like, "I've lost my faith," and it's really doing yeah. the things that you like to talk to the character development. I mean, it was developing the hell out of these characters before it got going, but. All of it was really good because you know, watching it, you know this is going to pay off because shit is going to get wild as fuck at the end of this movie. Yeah, and it's funny because that whole part of him like uh, losing his faith, yeah, you really know where this is coming from. You know what I mean? Like it adds a whole new layer to him helping in the situation. You know, and his mom dies. Oh yeah, his mom dies. Who little Italian lady? He She dies um, after getting out of the hospital. He leaves her there and nobody finds her for two days. So he feels guilty about that. And then um, we find out, I think it first starts is when uh, we just get the scene where uh, the little girl is playing with the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. And you see it move. And she says she's talking to Captain Howdy. So it's a slow build. It's a slow build, but, but it was but cool. The, that that Ouija board, so, uh, that Ouija board scene, by the way, was uh, obviously hmm. the fucking scene that everybody like refers to as like, well, you shouldn't play the Ouija play with board. The Ouija board, yeah, yeah, that was like the one. So, I mean, they definitely they nailed that. The Ouija board was creepy ever after that. So I guess. Good. Um so then that happens and then she has the party the little girl comes down and she says she she tells the priest or something like you bet you're gonna die tomorrow or something like that and or she tells somebody at the party you're gonna die tomorrow and then she pees on the ground which is disturbing behavior for a 12 year old girl yeah in front of like you know 10 people that guess at the party and uh that's the first sign that you're seeing I think the other horror element of this movie, before they even get to the... Well, you see some of the possessions. She, you see her like slamming up and down on the bed. And you see the bed shaking. Which, obviously, once you see the bed shaking, don't you know, okay, obviously this is not her <laughs> doing that. Unless she has telepathy or something. Right, like right, that. right. But they send her through these horrifying, traumatizing medical exper- ex- tests. They do one where they inject, I think they, it's like the, before they had uh, MRIs or whatever, they injected fluid into your brain so they could take a picture of it. Yeah. So they do that to her, which is traumatizing. They put it in her neck. I don't know. They ran like an IV in her neck and her, and in the movie you could see like, like blood just shooting out of it. I think that was for effect, but yeah. It was disgusting. And uh, (laughs) then they did, uh. They did some other machines there where they had her strapped down to the table, the machines circling her. I don't know. Maybe that was an MRI. I don't know. They did all kinds of horrifying tests to her. And the doctors were like, I, uh, I think we're going to run some more tests. But then they go and see her and they see, I think at one point they come in and that's the doctors are there. And I think that's when she pulls up her skirt and she's like, fuck me, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just traumatizing. And, uh, but I do like that what they did in the movie is like they show these doctors and they're so confident like I'm the expert in my field I can right, do yeah, this yeah. and then they just tear him down because ain't, he can't find anything with these tests and then this little girl's like literally slapping him around and shit um, so they go through the medical part and then they go to the the psychological they finally say okay maybe we need to bring in a psychologist yeah they take her through the rounds of like trying to logically come mm-hmm. up with an explanation of why this is happening so they take her to the to a psychotherapist who does a hypnotism on her and sh- she ends up beating him to the ground <laughs> that's that didn't work <clears throat> and i like his too his cockiness of like you're now under my control and you're going to do and answer everything i say 
And then she slaps the shit out of him. Because <laughs> like, I like the the tearing down of like these modern sciences, I guess. Because because the movie really goes like when you st- we're talking about the the development of characters, it goes into a psychological realm now. Because you know it, it's more of a thriller and it, it becomes more scary because you understand a little bit more about the characters. And this was by far the scariest movie I've ever seen when I was a kid. Mm. I just, it, it was one of those ones where you're like, oh, um, that fucked with me a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was weird. And, you know, I had to have tell my, my grandma and my mom would tell me that, like, oh, if you believe in God, none of that stuff will happen to you and blah, blah, blah. And so you felt, like, safe yeah. afterwards. That only happens to people who believe in God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, happen. if your faith is not strong and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And so it's like. It only happens yeah. to Catholics. <laughs> um, For real. So. I think then we see, you know, then the the possession really starts. I mean, then we see her talk, you know, talking like 45 minutes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. At one point, they've already exhausted the the, there's a psychologist that she already has gone to like a facility and there's like 20 psychologists in a room and they're like, there's one thing you might try. You know, people (laughs) sometimes believe they're possessed. So an exorcism. Uh, ritual will bring them out of the possession because they believe it will work. Yeah, and um, so that's how she finally gets turned on to the the priest. And I, I mean, I can't even remember all of the things she does, but I know some of the things she does. She gets a crucifix, yeah, and she's stabbing herself in the crotch, saying, "Let Jesus fuck you, let Jesus fuck you," which Dude. is pretty. Can you yeah. imagine getting a kid to do that? It's very blasphemous. Yeah. And scary too, right? I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, how do you get a kid to do that and not fuck them up? Cuz that's crazy. That is wild. I know. Um, she did that and then she was flinging things around the room. So eventually they do strap her down. And uh that, yeah. I think they just did a great job with the makeup and Yeah. I got to say Linda Blair is like amazing actress. Yeah. Obviously, somebody else was doing the voice because it's like a way deep voice. Right. Yeah. But she, be- I believed everything she was doing. She did great in this movie. It's insane, dude. Some of it, and also the practical effects. Love it. Dope. Loved it. it. Loved oh, yeah. it. The the bed shaking, the levitation. I'm just the like levitation is sick. That's uh, yeah, one image that it. stuck with me. It looks so cool. I don't know how they did it still, but it was tight, you know? Yeah. Um, the throw up was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was, looks like, pea, cause I, you know, it's so famously known to be pea soup or whatever. Yeah. She was spitting yeah, up it, that. I could, it was green like that green. <laughs> yeah. But her face was so fucked up looking. The yeah. voice was so on point. The, yeah. It seemed very like genuinely demonic, the voice. Oh yeah. And then yeah. the, I always, I think that's the part I love the most is like when she's talking to the priest and she's saying like, you let your mother die. Yeah. You, uh, and she's saying details that, you know, nobody could know or your mom's down here with us. And he, right. he asked the mom's like, did she, did you tell her that my mother died? And she's like, no, I haven't told her anything. Your mother anything. sucks cocks in hell. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, like that shit was fire when I saw it. Like, and then I, when yeah. you got a little older, I saw it again with some friends and it was some funny. Fun yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It's funny because now we're looking for those moments and no one wants to like pretend to be, or to be scared in front of your friends. So yeah. it's like, everyone's laughing. So that's, those are the, some of the moments I remember for sure. Just like, oh, the quotable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another one when she's at the, the fuck at the the doctors and she's like you fucking bastard <laughs> when he's trying to pull the test on her that so was pretty good. funny uh it's also kind of crazy the other thing that i thought like there's a few scenes where she's doing the most insane shit she's you know shaking the bed she's spitting on people she's yeah, slapping yeah, yeah. people around and then oh her head her, her spins head. around in a complete 360 and the scenes just cut away like after like it doesn't there's no resolution to the scene it just yeah. cuts away yeah and I'm it's, like, just an, it's a great a little weird <laughs> it was a weird it was you could tell that they wanted to shoehorn that in like they had a special effects guy there and i don't like, blame him i know people for remember effect. that shit yeah yeah I, that's one thing i remember is the head spinning for sure oh yeah yeah and they finally bring in 
the exorcist that we see from the beginning. The church mm-hmm. approves it, and he comes in, and he's like, the, you know, the, the the young priest is saying like, oh, I think she might have split personalities. You know, she's exhibiting this kind of personality, that kind of personality, and the the hardcore exorcist guy is like, no, no, there's only one person. It's just the devil or whatever. <laughs> that was hard too. It's just like because they try to yeah. break it down with reason, and this dude just comes through and. You know, he's like, no, no. And I was shocked that because it's um, what's his name? Max von Sydow. Mm-hmm. And he looked old as fuck, but now he's old <laughs> he's as fuck. So how is that possible that he was old as fuck back then? I don't know how they make Linda Blair look like. Yeah, a fucking, I guess so. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but I had no idea that was him until mm-hmm. I looked it up. I was like, oh, shit, that's him. And then you see, you know, uh, also, I think Sophia and the Golden Girls, she was the youngest and she was made, made to be like the oldest. The older. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying facts. <laughs> yeah. For real. Uh, and uh, I th- the one thing is like it's getting intense. It's getting intense and getting intense. And of course, I did know the ending. So spoilers for anyone that doesn't know and wants to watch it because the movie is that good. So if you really have never seen it, yeah, stop and watch it. Um, but it's getting intense. They're actually doing the exorcism ritual now. She's strapped to the bed. She breaks the straps, and that's when she starts levitating. She's uh, the Damien is getting flustered because he's calling, talking about his mom, talking about his mom, going deep, personal. He kicks her. He uh, the exorcist kicks him out and says like get out of here i'll do it myself take a break or whatever and then you hear a loud noise the daemon comes back in the main the old priest is dead mm. and linda blair's just sitting on the bed like chilling <laughs> like laughing <laughs> which was awesome i mean and uh then it happens pretty quickly where he throws her on the ground and says, come into me, come into me. He takes the demon inside of him and then throws himself off the window down the flight of stairs till he's dead. <sighs> to, yeah, to his ultimate death. And it was like, maybe just because I was so into it, I was like, what? I was like, that was that happened so fast. You know, I wanted more. I don't know. It was, I think like you're saying, the practical effects, the film quality yeah, to it. Mm-hmm, that the, graininess how good the whole movie looked the acting the stories the characters it was hitting on all cylinders it it was yeah that's why i say it wasn't just a good horror movie it's like actually like a legit good movie because they spend a lot of time not dealing with the exorcism like nowadays there's a lot of exorcism movies and wasn't steven spielberg helping out on this i don't know was he well there's a word around the campfire is uh that you know all hands were on deck for this movie to be special you know and Mm. and i guess a lot of people lent helping hands to make sure the effects came out right it may may have been amblin might have Mm. been the company who like i think isn't didn't amblin make this movie i don't know it was a co-production so that's that's um i'm pretty sure that's the case i just remember either he uh steven spielberg dropped in on the set to like advise or something on a special effects Hmm. Um, or I don't know. I think it was just one of those movies that would just had everybody, you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could see that because it was really good. Um, But I think, yeah, it's, it's just, Oh, I was talking about the new exorcism movies, Mm -hmm. new exorcism movies. They'll be like long, scary exorcism scene and then two minute scene during the day. And then back to exorcism, <laughs> yeah, right. scariness. Yeah. Two minute scene during the day, back to scariness. And they, didn't, they didn't sell us out, which was great because they could have no. just montaged it. But they did cut the scenes a little short. I do see what was happening, like to save time. But they took their time showing the yeah. non horror elements of the story, like the mm-hmm. priest just walking around talking to the cop, yeah. walking around talking to his mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just more character building, character and, development. Yeah, it made it a very well-rounded because you knew exactly who that priest was by the right. end of that movie. Like his the the motivation of the priest and the whole, you know what I mean? That that situation, losing his faith and then gaining it. That's and what I'm. Yeah, and you, you know where that himself. comes from, you know. Yeah, and it. I guess the ultimate thing is like uh, it prevails, you know, in the end, He's sacrificing himself. Yeah. So, I have a much greater appreciation for this movie now 
now that I've seen it all the way through, not on TV. With commercials. <laughs> commercials. Did you rent it? Where'd you rent it from? I think I got it on Prime. Oh, okay, cool. Because yeah, they had. I had mine. It was on Spectrum, and uh, I started watching. I was gonna watch some of it. And I saw they had commercials, and I'm like, Nah, I can't. I I can't finish this in time, and I don't know if I want it. Like whatever. So, I didn't get around to it, <clears throat> but I did get around to Sinister. Oh shit. Sinister, Sinister was uh, an interesting movie. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So this Sinister, I mean, before we even get the facts, we know that it's a Blumhouse affair. Yeah, it is a Blumhouse affair. Uh, it is came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. It was uh, oh, hour and 50 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes, 63%. What? Uh, sinis- uh, rating on IMDb six point eight out of ten. Okay, that's a little low. And yeah, I mean, I don't think horror gets a lot of love these days, to be honest. Yeah, I would say comparing it to The Exorcist, which is a crazy thing to compare it I to, because that's a high bar, right? It is not as good as The Exorcist. <laughs> no, but. This movie all relies on Ethan Hawke and the fact that I think Ethan Hawke was killing it in this movie. He's pulls yeah. he's he's in every scene. He does he's in and he pulls his weight, I think. And I think he really sells all this shit. That's what I think. I agree. I agree. He does sell all this shit. Um Oh, by the way, the Dodgers just fucking won the pennant. Oh, shit. What? Okay. <laughs> Oh no, shit! No, yeah, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, hell yeah! Uh, that's tight. <laughs> You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. No, no, but for real, the Dodgers won. Um, so yeah, sexy. yeah. I mean, uh, what's his You've name? Never you, seen this, right? I've never seen this, mm-hmm. and I was I didn't know what to expect, but I gotta admit, Ethan Hawke had me from the first frame I saw his face in. Mm-hmm. There's just something about. Just him as a personality, him as a, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we there's just something about his, the way he carries a f- uh, the the movie just from the first frame. Like, he's literally bringing down boxes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the wife's barely in it. The kids are just used to be scary moments. They're barely in it, too. Really it's mostly too. him and then the cop, the deputy that are in this movie. Um. I think that, but I was going to say, compared to The Exorcist, this movie scared me more. Wow. Scares me more still. Well, they they were pretty good at the, the class, like something that wasn't invented in 73 was the jump scare, right? The jump. I guess not the same way as it is now. No, because this sound, is like perfected. This is jump so scares. perfected. Yeah. This is the most perfected jump scare. And they were really good at it. And I'm not mad at it. I am not mad at it yeah. at all. So the story is he's a horror writer. I like. I think the story is pretty cool because I did not see the ending coming. Mm. So the story is he's a horror writer, a true crime horror, uh, true right. crime author. That's what he is. And he had a great big success a few years ago, and then he had a couple of stinkers that was apparently very problematic stinkers. And he's on. He's like he's telling dealing with his wife, and he's like, "Come on, baby, one more time." So they move into this new house, but he doesn't tell his wife that the house they're moving in is a house, is a murder house where the whole family was hung by the back tree by an unknown person and the daughter's missing. So the cop knows that the sheriff meets them at the door of their house when they first get there and tells them like, you know, I I don't want you to start trouble here. Like we basically really don't want you here. So, you know, if you right. watch your back, get out of here if you can. It, you know? it, I mean, it, it, it's it's just a weird situation because he, he gets her on like a technicality where she's like, don't tell me we're very close to the. Yeah. Oh, to, yeah. yeah to, we're, we're three doors t- down from a murder. Yeah. And yeah. like, no, we're actually in the murder house. Yeah. Uh, that was so weird, too, because I kind of I thought I missed something throughout the whole movie. And uh, I was just like, wait, does she not know? No. And she didn't. I, she didn't know. And yeah. um, yeah, I think that was a pretty fucking insane. So, so you see, the very movie opens up with the the scene, the the family 
getting hung from the tree. Yes. Very and then, jarring. And, but it had me. I was like, oh, fuck. This is like the found footage, right? Situation. Exactly. Is It really hits, dude. They go. So he discovers in the attic of the house a box that was seemingly left behind by the last owners. And inside right. of it are Super 8 um, projector and Super 8 film reels. Mm-hmm. like five or six of them and i have to say by, this by movie, the way as a writer if you're you're going into this house he's going into it for the reason to get inspiration to to write this book yeah and if you see an unattended super like super eight or eight millimeter camera you're like thinking this is fucking gold for gold my novel. Mine. yeah you're like i'm about to fucking murder this fucking shit right now and mm. get another you know what i mean <laughs> someone's yeah. getting murdered yeah uh i have i definitely the thing that fucked me up about these movies are those super eight films because he starts to watch them and the music i think the music is so on point because it's the creepiest shit i ever heard it's just like uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah and like yeah. guitar and like it's weird, weird music, but very different and very scary, creepy music. Very and he, creepy. And I got to say, every single one of those f- films that he finds, there's like eight different ones. And they're all named like innocent things like Friday Barbecue, mm, mm. Uh, Swimming at the Pool, uh, Mowing the Lawn. And then Dude. they are, honestly, they're traumatizing to me. I Those videos are fucking creepy as fuck. All, they're all fucking fucked me up, I think. What did you th- think of when you saw the first one? What was the first one? The tree one? No. Well, we saw the tree one at the beginning. The tree one at the beginning. Um, was it the lawnmower one? That one I, really I, fucked me up. Was, <laughs> it was so weird because like it was just literally like on the lawnmower. like Almost like there was just a light shined on just the lawnmower. Yeah, you don't know who's pushing it, but you, you see know. it rolling over the lawn. And they're they're king of the like they do what they do really well. First off, is Ethan Hawke's uh, like expressions. He has a glass of scotch or whatever. He has yeah. glasses in, and he's just like, like he has a way to captivate you. So whatever he's seeing with his expression, you're show me. And then when you cut to it, it just makes it such. It, it gives it that dr- dramatic flair. They, they did it a couple times where like. I mean, this is fucked up. He's push. We don't know who's pushing. Yeah. We see the lawnmower going, and then all of a sudden, you see a whole family taped down to the ground, and he drives the mo- lawnmower drives over their yeah. face. And it's it, that he, one he was gets, he gets startled up. as soon as he sees that. Though. He's like, "Whoa!" And then they cut know, away. Yeah, yeah. They, they do cut away. It is scary, and it's just like, what the fuck does this have to do with the hanging of the like? You know what I mean? Like, what is this that- shit? Well, that you started. To, there was the other one that really fucked me up, was the one where the whole family's like tied to the beds. Oh, and then the little kids walking around. Oh, sorry, we don't know who's walking around we with a know. knife. And you see, like this is another thing they show Ethan Hawke. They cut away when they're everyone's tied to the bed, like passed out, and there somebody slits all their throats while they're asleep. <clears throat> and you don't, they don't show it. They show it in the reflection of Ethan Hawke's glasses, which yeah. is pretty crazy. And then it's, you get the double whammy of getting his, his uh, reaction in real life. And then also the glare off the glasses is pretty, pretty genius shot to be honest. And they're killing the parents and like a little kid. So we yeah. start to see the similarities of we're watching the murder. We don't know who's filming it. Right. We're seeing a whole family getting murdered horribly. And so we see them hanging out for a little bit and then we see the murder and then he starts to notice that they're how does he find out about the the creature, the bagul? Does he see it or no? I think he does, does he, see it. Doesn't it in the swimming pool one? Oh, that yeah. one was fucked up too. So someone strapped all of their family to uh reclining pool chairs or whatever right had them strapped into it with the cinder block and then just was on the other side and pulled the cinder block into the water and they all just drowned upside down attached to these chairs the the one thing i liked is the technology period that they're in because you know eye chat is just a thing you know what i mean it's like Mm. in uh I don't know whether if it was released in that time period or it was like a throwback a few years, but 
like you know the macbooks mm-hmm. just came just became silver and they were like a little bulky and you had uh iChat and yeah. that was it and there was like you had to do that or skype they you were know, pretty the, new i think they were pretty current because it was 2012 and that shit was right around there I think. yeah well i mean yeah. the thing is in 2012 you don't have instagram you barely have instagram you facebook yeah. is still popping there's myspace is still lingering around so essentially like the chat situation wasn't as perfected that you can chat on uh, facebook you could chat on instagram instagram was just barely starting so there was no snapchat so yeah. the whole face-to-face situation when he's like trying to consult the doctor or that that professor from them you know yeah. whatever I thought that was an interesting play because they, they introduced it pretty seamlessly. And I was like, wow, that's, I missed that because I never had a computer that early on. Mm. So that whole beginning technology, the iPhone, whatever, mm. the fucking iPhone three or whatever it was on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you know how it was like all the phone, uh, yeah. notifications. You're like, Oh, I remember you still look like that. That's tight. Like it was just, he does, yeah. he does use the technology cause he starts filming them onto his computer yeah and then he has all of these murders on his computer <laughs> yeah did, the, did you watch this during the day or at night no i watched it during the day okay did it did those bother you those really bother me all of those snuff films they were pretty they were pretty creepy and they were like like you said about earlier with the the, the uh exorcist the graininess of those home videos were oh, just, yeah. they really hit. You're just like, wow, this, it, it adds a whole new level of like creepiness and like almost like a, like the Blair Witch Project or whatever, you know, how like mm-hmm. that was like that found footage shit. Yeah. It kind of had that vibe. And you, and also like you would hear the, ta- uh, the, the eight millimeter, like, oh, and, yeah. and like, then the horrifying music they got going on. Uh, it hit. And then, so he sees in the pool, he sees this man in black with like a fucking fucked up boogeyman type face right and uh he start to he goes back and watches watches all of these films again and he sees that the dude's always in the background of these shots somewhere right he sees him in every single video and then of course every night some weird scary thing happens that uh i and i think all of that shit scared me even watching it, even knowing it was going to happen because I've seen it a few times. <laughs> right. It still scared me. And then um, the all, the one thing that I thought would, looked pretty stupid was, do you know what it is? Well, what do you think was the part that looked stupid? Mm. It was when, you remember when all those kids were running around behind him? What appearing like appearing? Behind yeah, they would like jump out, yeah. jumped out. It was sca- the first one scared right. me. Yeah, yeah, the first one. Like cause then it, they're like running in like slow motion. Mm. Weird. It kind of looked like they were like dancing around it. It was that was a little. Well, much. I mean, I think I was like trying to really go with it. I was gonna like you know mm. they got they got some passes just because of how immersed I was personally in it. Yeah, but when I first saw that one, I was like, oh, they're taking advantage of like as you're scanning the room. They're right behind. They're right yes. behind every move. Like as soon as you, like when they're, you turn and mm-hmm. to check the hallway, they had just literally like, like a millisecond like later. You know, you would have. They would have gotten caught. They're exactly where you're not looking. Exactly. At that <laughs> that's moment. totally. Yeah. It's a, that's a great way. It was to cool. It is cool, but it looked a little silly. I think maybe yeah, just was. upon multiple viewings. Um, so basically, he starts to see that there's this boogeyman that yeah. is like convince uh, that is ha- involved in killing these people and he talks to the doctor who's mm-hmm. vincent d'onofrio from he's kingpin on on daredevil he was on law and order or something like that anyways i like him too um he tells him it's a demon that kidnaps kids so it makes sense because all of these families that were murdered their kid was also right. kidnapped right. so he's like oh shit that's it and then he it basically keeps on heightening and heightening. He gets you more freaked out, more freaked out. Well, more freaked there's out. also another level that we're really kind of uh, like over overlooking mm-hmm. right now is the whole town hate the whole town hates him. Yeah, because they're like basically saying the, the the wife's getting harassed at the grocery store. You which know, we don't see anything you, outside of this house. You're right, which is pretty cool. Which brilliant. It's brilliant. Save that. Save a lot of money. That was. Oh my god! Are you <laughs> me this shit. Like you should watch. What are, what are the stats on it? The box office stats? Because I imagine this was like a thirty million dollar movie that made a hundred million. Well, uh, this is amazing. The budget for Sinister 
was three million dollars. Wow. Three million dollars. Let me see how much. What did it make? What did it make? This is incredible. Uh, the film was box office success, grossing eighty-seven point seven million dollars against this three million dollar budget. So this is this was the model for Blumhouse. Ooh, by the way. This was they the model. Killed it. Blumhouse. This was their their model. We get we make it cheap and we yeah. fucking flip the fuck out of it. So I can only imagine. Do you think Ethan Hawke got back end points? He totally did. Oh, Ethan- I. Th- I think so. I mean, probably a million dollars of it went to him, right? At least, dude. I mean, how cheap? No, they gave him a mil- they gave him a million plus back end points. There's no fucking chance. Oh yeah, this guy works for that cheap. He's a- that's what I'm saying. Like a two a third of this budget. Is he a went producer to him. also in the movie, like an executive producer or something. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Let's I mean, see. if they got Ethan Hawke to get do that shit for a milli and then two hundred <laughs> and then two million. For fuck, that is insane. For everyone else, that Absolutely is insane. That is in that is a good turnaround. Three million dollars to get eighty-seven million dollars. Holy shit! Um, ah, damn, I don't know who else was involved with it, but that's amazing. Three awards, and then, like I said, I've seen articles saying that this movie was a uh, one of the, the most scary movie of all time. Whoa, scary movie of all time. Yeah, um, but um, so anyways, he starts the things keep on heightening every night. He's getting freaked out. He sees somebody's in the house. He starts seeing this guy. He starts seeing this, and he's talking to the the deputy who's like the comic relief in the movie. So I think he's actually really good, which was which is why in the sequel he's like the main character of the mm-hmm. sequel, the deputy, and um. He's basically the 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 deputy is like finding out more information, and they start to put it together that this monster, the bugul, is put is killing the family and taking the kids. Mm. And he realized it because one night he hears the projector going. He climbs up there. He sees yeah. all the dead kids watching it. Right, and then the bugul face goes right in front of him. They falls down. Is, the, yeah, that is some fucking scary. And they did that on purpose. To, uh, they did a jump scare on some crazy shit. Oh yeah, they w- that was like whoa, what the fuck? It, yeah, it was super scary. And then, um, so he gets his whole family, and he realizes. Oh, and he sees in the film that they reveal that spoilers. All of the people that are all of the people that are committing the murders are the missing kids. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the right. The missing kids are the ones committing the murders. How is this so, possible? So he's like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So you think that's that's it? That's the story. So he leaves the house in the middle of the night. He tells his wife, "I'm done with the book. I'm not going to do it." Yeah, he's he burns all the fucking film, and he thinks yeah. like, "Okay, this is it. I'm done with it." And then she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, literally in the middle of the night, he goes, "Get the kids right now!" Like, yeah. like, like no fucking packing, no bullshit. Let's go right now. So. Kind of like what you were saying uh, in the other movies where we're saying, like, why do these people stay at these fucking yeah. houses? <laughs> he, he finally gets to the point. Well, he put up with a lot before he decided. He did. To he did. It was in denial. He's like, I don't believe this shit. You're just like, bro, are you kidding me? Well, they also added a little bit of a storyline with him trying to, like, save his career. So it was, like, very selfish reason why he wanted to write this book because he wanted yeah. to be famous and rich again, a successful author. Ah, um, the things we do. So he leaves. They go back to his old house. Uh, they move back into the old house, and uh, then the the oh. he finally gets a call from the deputy. The deputy just says that all of these murders that took place around America in different states, different cities, they're connected by the all of those families. They lived in one house, and then they moved to another house, and then that's where they got murdered. Then the next family that moved into that house gets horror, gets traumatized, moves, and then moves into the new house, and then gets murdered right. at the new house. So it's following the families as they wait, move wait, wait, around before, the country. But I think before we get the, he accepts the deputy, he gets the professor's call. Oh, and yeah. the professor's the one who drops the bomb, where the professor goes, this, these images, legend has it, if this crazy book you're writing, legend has it that 
whoever sees these images, they become possessed with the demon, mm. not the materials themselves. They're able yeah. to jump from the media, you know? So mm. when he goes to this new house, he's like, what? He goes up to the attic to put a box away. What does he see? He sees the film box right there. So this yeah. what he realizes that he's fucked because that what that mythology, uh-huh. uh, according to that one professor, has just checked out because he's now possessed just by watching these images. He has now become, a, you know, he well, has the demons with him. And turns out he's drinking his scotch once again, mm-hmm. passes out. The daughter comes in. Kills all the family with an axe. <laughs> and it was and just brutal, brutal, oh, brutal, brutal. And that's when you know what the fuck's going on. And like that shit was just no mercy. And it was fucking, it was kind of, it was really scary. Dude. I was like, oh, it fuck. It really was. Cause, and yeah. that little twist at the end of like, oh, it turns out every time you move, that's when you're fucked. Uh, that was the that was like a, the nice little button on it that was yeah like, oh, because he's thinking of it because the cop is thinking of it from uh, like a criminal standpoint he's like you may have already entered yourself in the timeline because you move the killer is out there and he's following you yeah and you're like no bro you got this all wrong <laughs> like I am like the killer is in the, is possessing us and gonna possess you know what I mean yeah so that's the little kids always kill <laughs> and. Uh, I think this movie's fucking really good too. It's really scary. I think it's one of the best horror movies that came out for a minute uh, before that. Uh, it was great, and most of mostly because, well, it was actually really scary. Those film, those film footage films were, yeah, very scary. They're effective, and, man. They're really effective. And Ethan Hawke was great. I agree. So, it was worth the however much money they paid him. It was worth every penny because they yeah, indeed. fucking made it back in. He, crazy yeah, money. dude. I mean, he if he didn't get back end points and on that shit, because I'm sure they're like, look, this is gonna make a lot of money. We're doing it very dirt cheap. We'll give you back. Because who else is in the movie that really like stood out? Even the dude oh. who you said that's from the Avengers or whatever, like he hadn't made it big yet. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh, he was only on the computer. It probably took him yeah. like a. a half a yeah. day to film Nothing, both of those yeah scenes. totally two scenes and that's it yeah so they don't have to pay him though he's known the the sheriff i've seen before but you know he's like a yeah, he's gets a day, he, he gets a sag rate or his day rate or whatever and that's it you know they have him in and out in a fucking few days and everyone else is unknown ethan Hawke, I, even the wife the wife didn't even do that great of a job to be honest she was only in like four scenes, so it's okay. I know. You're right. You're right. They played it perfect because they made Ethan Hawke the fucking everything. You and know, they never left the house. They yeah, say because you only heard it secondhand. And she's like, "I want to go to be able to go to the grocery store and not yeah. be able to be." I'm like, "Wait a second. I didn't understand that that was happening." But I think movies like this it really should give hope to people who want to make movies, and that's why so many people make. Like low budget people make horror movies because you don't need to go a lot of places. You just need to get real creative in your own fucking house, and you well, can. Well, I mean, I think that, I think that's a testament to the script as well. I don't think that. Yeah. Not saying that horror movies can get expensive and they can get like pricey with, it, especially how much effects you're gonna do. But this, for example, was like I don't even know. I don't understand how the fuck you get it done for so cheap. I just don't. I don't know because it looked great. I mean, you yeah. can't tell. Like all the CGI and all that shit and the the whatever. I think they gave birth to the horror indie. I mean, like as far as it being a blockbuster, they have a great business model for it. But I don't understand how you do it for that cheap for one. But it's like they knew like Tarantino, for example, I think he may have made Reservoir Dogs for like two million or one million at the time. And it all took place in the warehouse, right? Yeah. So it's like sometimes you know you have a dope script in play, you f- you have creative ways to work around you know well, budget. The first one that they did, which I think, well, they didn't do the first one. Uh, Paranormal Activity was exactly one of those stories. They Blumhouse did do Paranormal. Not the first one. The first one they did uh, by themselves, like the writer director. You know, he mm-hmm. just did the whole thing by himself, and it was fucking great. I mean, for a first for a first movie, and it made a ton of money. It was probably super cheap too. That's when they bought it, and that's when they started doing paranormal that, activity. That's, two, what, that's three, when Blumhouse four. bought it. And then, 
like you said, they they just kept on knocking out these fucking good movies. Sinister. Yeah. They did the Purge. Mm-hmm. They did Insi- the Insidious movies. All of those are actually pretty damn good. Oh, Ethan Hawke, also in the Purge. Oh yeah, that's right. They're going back to him, and they have a new movie coming out with Ethan Hawke. Uh, <clears throat> what was it called? Oh. Ethan Hawke is terrifying in, uh, what is this movie fucking called? Oh, The Black Phone, a new Blumhouse mm. movie with him. So they've, they've realized, like, let's just put make a movie, put Ethan Hawke in it, and we'll right. make millions of dollars. <laughs> and they're right so far. So so even yeah, so the paranormal activity, yeah. uh, even the part one, the one of the producers is Jason Blum. Ah, okay. Maybe oh. that's like the the thing that launched him. Oh, big time. I don't think yeah. he had Blumhouse yet, but I think Paranormal Activity launched him into making Blumhouse. Mm. He was a producer. I mean, that's what I'm going to assume. He is the top one, uh, the top person on this. Uh, ah. uh, yeah. So it's not Blumhouse because maybe Blumhouse in 2007 wasn't created yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How so. much would that one cost? <laughs> I don't know how much did it cost versus how much did it make. The film earned nearly a hundred and eighty, a hundred and eight million at wow. the U.S. box of box office and eighty-five million internationally for a worldwide total of a hundred and ninety-three million. The sh- the film. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. It's pretty damn cool. The film was shot for fifteen thousand dollars. And right, it made next, 200 million. I think we're going to fucking have to watch that one next. I agree, because that's fucking impressive as fuck. I agree. Holy shit. Okay, so we're watching that one next. And do we want to do Hereditary or The Lighthouse? What's the deal? I'd rather go Hereditary. All right, I'm down. Paranormal Activity, Hereditary. hereditary. That sounds, sounds like, like a plan. Great, sounds like a great one to me. <laughs> Too bad, Katie. I thought she was going to pop in at some point. We didn't hear anything from her. I know. I'm a little sad about that, but we we shall move on. And I know Katie was really. We're gonna hold off on the Chappelle uh, hot takes, uh, which they'll be yeah. very lukewarm by the time we reach this topic. Um, but it's all right. You know how we do well, it. Well, you know what they they might go on strike next week. They might uh, do a uh, walkout day. The Netflix employees. So okay. this will still be current. Uh, but I will say, Sinister, it it does fuck me up again. This movie Whoa. fucked me up. Not gonna lie, it's it's a scary ass movie. It, I it is. I I do. I'm, I was impressed on how, on how they really played on the psychological. Even though I think the the effects were were effective and not overdone, you know, to to the cheesy element. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I still think that they're. All right. Well, yeah. I think we're gonna have a good time with Paranormal Activity. I know that for sure. Uh-huh. So, all right. Sounds Sweet. good. All right, y'all. Well, we'll see you guys next week and do your homework. It is Paranormal Activity and Hereditary. This is getting good, dude. I'm kind of liking these horror movies. We've been watching good ones, so yeah. All right, right. right, cool. We'll we'll see you guys next week. Later.